It's lovely. You enjoyed that too much. Hey, hold your applause. Hold your applause, please. You ready to get started? They won't shut the hell up. Hold your applause. Man, let's hold get started. Hold on, they keep, they, the they keep applauding. They want to just... They applaud, right, not applauding. Wait a time. You're too kind. You're too kind. Gucci yeah. back, beard. Yeah, I'm back, beard. Did you miss me? I'm all up on my podcast shit. What up, though? Yeah. Yeah, man. It's mm. been a minute. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. We back. Uh-huh. Glad to be back. And I know some people who aren't happy for us to be back, but if you're not happy that we motherfucking back, the joke's on your motherfucking ass. You have had our content, our swag, and our style for long enough. We back at it. Nigga, get a new piece of equipment and want to be down hitting all the features and shit. Nigga, what button did you just hit? (laughs) That was the people applauding. You came down. Oh, that was the applauding. So the sound of the, the of the flaw that was the sound created by the flaw. So look, like um Anderson said, we're glad to be back. Hopefully, um you guys have been doing well. We hope all our listeners have been safe. Twenty twenty, um is behind us. You know we're in twenty twenty one, so hopefully you learned a lot in twenty twenty. Hopefully you prepared yourself for twenty twenty one and years to come. Um, Inauguration day. Yeah, that, that ain't our fight. And you know, this is also um, National DJ Day. Shout out to the DJs. Yeah, yeah. we fuck with that. that yeah, cool. Shout out to the DJs, for that real. cool. Hey, go uh, download and stream oh. and his new tape, too, the Soulful DJ Act. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you go get that shit yo, for the DJs. Yeah, link is in the bio on the IG. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. Um, I feel like we can do reciprocating plugs, go back and... Search on most every major platform before the music gets taken down um, is a real truth. Yeah, go check it out. You know what I mean? Get that new hybrid shit. Run it up, run it up. Hey, but listen. So we talk about 2020 is behind us. We back on our 2021 shit looking forward. What were some of the things, um, Anderson? What would you say, first off, if you had to sum your 2020 up? Uh, how was 2020 for you? I can sum it up in one word. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Literally. Fuck. I think it was, um, I think a lot of what life has built you up and a lot of the things that you go through and you experience in life, it builds up to a point that you can you can manage a, a, a significant amount, if you will, of... Um, stress a lot of problems a lot of shit was going on but when 2020 hit it was like fuck there's a whole lot of shit going on um and i mean i really ain't no better word than that man just like fuck you know money money opportunities are different i have to you gotta you gotta shift you know some of the things that you know you never worried about now you worrying about uh accountability responsibility you know, getting older and raising a, a, a pandemic baby. Uh, it's just like, fuck, you know. But um, this 2021, the calendar the calendar really doesn't, you know, to me as much, you know, change everything. You know, just during that time frame, you learn a lot. 
you 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 choose to go for it or you don't, you know. So put your head down and grit your teeth, and you understand what it is, and you move forward accordingly. Word. Hey man, <clears throat> I can dig it. Um, Anderson said his twenty twenty was fuck. Um, my twenty twenty, I would say in twenty twenty, I got a lot of clarity. Um, I got a lot of understanding, especially the the last half of twenty twenty. Um, when I say understanding, I think more understanding of self and self realization. So, uh, a lot of things that was impacted or may have impacted me differently in 2020 had I not started looking at things a little differently um it would have been a horrible last 2020 because some people I've talked to is like oh, I think I'm about to go crazy I'm in the house and I don't know what to do like it really made me look into having a plan man and thinking about like yo execute the plan you know if you believe in you like you say you do execute the plan so it really helped me just settle down and get shit together man and, and really try and formulate relationships more with like-minded people um so we could put some shit together like as you see you know we came back we changed it up it's the i say podcast network now like we we want to push like-minded creators who see our vision they understand what we're saying and they understand where we're trying to go what we trying to do um and and they willing to go through the process they're not looking to come in and get immediate instant gratification but they understand it's a process that we're gonna have to go through but you know if you understand our vision you know you couldn't be in a better hands of some creative people to work with so that's a little plug for the i say podcast network but 2020 was great for me 2021 boy i'm going crazy 2021 um it's so much stuff in the vault just waiting to pop off um so i i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm happy for it um anderson dropped his tape you know the neo soul vibe we launching this shit we got more shit going on so holler at us too you know when we release something put in the comments like what was something you took from 2020 you know whether Make sure it's positive, too, because you can look at something, anything that happens, something positive happened. You know what I mean? Um, at some point, we learned something from this, whether it was the, to be more on point, to, to be better prepared. We took something positive away. So drop us that. Let us know what, what did you take away or what, what are you moving forward with positively that you took from 2020 that's going to keep you moving forward. So... Anderson, what else um, in 2020 are you glad that you could say, you know what? Now, that's something I'm glad is in 2020. I ain't got that in 2021. Um, I'm going to bring it back to the fuck. I'm very glad that uh, what I didn't expect, uh, what I didn't um, adapt to initially, I'm very, very glad and happy, you know, that that shit occurred because um, all it does is just put your mind in a different place, in a different space. So, um, and it really helped me value my time more, value the time that I do have and um, actually know the worth of my time because my time is just extremely 
extremely thin. So uh, when I say fuck, I I don't say it like the whole year was just shit. <laughs> I don't I don't want to say it that way, but I do I do summarize it like even if you just say not like just fuck like if you like fuck like ooh, fuck yeah. you know however however <laughs> however you use the word there was still a lot of positives and underlying things in that, but yeah. you know the way my mind is wired like. I continuously think about the things that weren't the wins, and sometimes that motivates me more than the things that were wins. Because, I mean, 2020 had a lot of wins. 2020 had a lot of positives. Mm -hmm. So it goes back to perspective. So I think I'm in the perspective point that that keeps me motivated, though. So I think I'm in a good place. And I think with a lot of the things that are coming up, you know. Yeah. Things should be really, really dope. So I'm cool. Um, so something I'm glad that I love in 2020, man, is some deadbeat ass relationships. And what I mean by that is, like, I had a lot of deadbeat relationships, distant cousins, old homeboys. You know, um, and sometimes you be thinking like, oh, I, I gotta keep it real. You know, I gotta stay down. I gotta stay down. No, you don't. You know, why you stand down with people who ain't trying to help you or see you come up? So, you know, I had to realize that, you know, and I had to, they gradually really weeded themselves out. But when I really wasn't used to them no more or answering my phone or calling back or, yeah, I can help you out. You can get me back next week. Then, you know what I'm saying? When that dried up, the phone calls dried up. So I already knew what it was. But that's something I'm glad that I left behind, man, because, again, getting that clarity. And one thing I will say, I don't judge nobody. But if you didn't come out of 2020 with a plan and you came out of 2020 broke, bro, you really got to reevaluate what you're doing because here's what you got to think about. And I thought about this the other day. It used to be you spend 80%. If you had a job, like 70 to 80% of your day be spent away from home. Now, if you got a job, reverse that. You know what I'm saying? Basically, it's higher now. 90 to 95% of your time spent at the house. So even if you working eight hours a day, you cutting down on your commute time. You cutting down on your time to get ready. You got all this extra time. The time you could commute, don't lay in the bed and be like, oh, I don't got to commute now. Boom, I'm going to just lay in the bed longer. No, get up. And get a plan and get a business and work your business or your plan to replace the time that you got until it's time for you to go work for somebody else. Fill that time that way. Don't just look at it as a bonus like, oh, I got extra time now I can sleep. So, man, 2020, really, uh, that, that should have just put the hustle in everybody. And if it didn't, you ain't never have it. You just got to accept that. If it ain't give you that, motivate you to get bread, you ain't. It wasn't meant for you. You never had it, man. So, Anderson, <clears throat> talk to us, man. Give us a little bit about what 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 the people need to understand or know, like what we coming with this season, how you feeling, what what kind of energy you on right now. Uh, the energy for me is going to be throwback. Um, it's going to be a combination of both total asshole. 
and completely humble. <laughs> so what I mean by that is, uh, yes, I plan on being an asshole, but yes, I plan on being an asshole of fewer words. <laughs> um, I, I plan on being more more outspoken about things that I actually care about. And I want to clarify that <clears throat> there's a whole lot of shit that we talk about that I don't give a fuck about. Like, and I don't mean that in disrespect because it's dope. Like, this is this is a this is a, a a platform of expression that I love just because I don't have it in any other any any other platform in my life. Like, I'm a DJ, right? Yeah, I'm on the mic, and yes, I'm engaging with people. But make no mistake, when people go to see DJ Rain, they go to see DJ Rain to be energized, enthused, to motivate you, to get you turned the fuck up so you can have a good time, right? Like, nobody want to hear, oh, guys, on the mic, Jesus, it's been a hell of a fuck. <laughs> it's been a hell of a fucking year, guys. I don't know. Like, you guys want to talk about this? Like, shit, no. They don't want to hear any of that. They want to go up. So in this platform, I can really express what was going on in our lives, how we feel about subjects like, like, and we've said this before, like this platform is the only place where a lot of these subjects like uh, is uh, very well spoken, will engage in a lot of, because it's engaging personal topics and speak his opinion on things if asked in casual conversation. Whereas I, I probably won't even open my fucking mouth at all. Not because I don't have a thought process or understanding about the scenario. Like, for example, dating. Um, we talk <laughs> about a lot of great ideas, a lot of funny shit. Like, it'd be funny as hell with what the fuck be going on between ourselves and our listeners, right? But if you catch me in real life, bro, I'm going to just, man, I'm going to just be honest with you and be like, man, I don't, I don't give a fuck about your dating problems. <laughs> What do you want me to tell you? My shit is any better? Shit is fucked up. I'm going to get money. I'm going to move forward. I hope you can manage not talking about your fucked up dating problems while we move forward and get money. And, you know, that's why I said I mix the asshole with the humble because, you know, yeah. in action I'll be more or less about talk in regards to stuff like that. So, but I used to be that way. Like, <laughs> I, I, I personally would shit on a lot of engaging uh, opportunities and networking conversations because – I didn't want to. I didn't want to scat and and banter about shit that wasn't important to me. So for for the network, we got a lot of things that is going to create a platform to even express more of that. Like, you know, I think, and you know, I don't want to toot our own horns, but you know, it's one thing to talk about shit that's relevant and popping in, in society. The latest person's charge, you know, the latest, you know, incident or chain of events. Or, or, you know, homicides, whatever the case. But it has to be a whole different type of process, I feel like, to talk about shit that you give a fuck about, shit that's on your mind, shit that you want to express, and people still want to engage and be involved with that. So, um, yeah, it's super dope because I think, like, is and myself throughout 2020 took different paths, and, and it had to be, you know, in order for me to, grow in the direction I needed to and for him to evolve in the direction he needed to like we took different paths to get to a similar mindset so yep. um, I I wouldn't replace that fuck for anything because 
I guarantee you, <laughs> I won't be uh, feeling like fuck again. And you know that kind of it reinforced that. So it's yeah. cool, man. Like I don't, I don't, I don't have to have pressure behind or anger behind anything. I just need to have pressure on myself and and anger towards myself for not hitting any goals that I have set. So it's it's time to show and prove, man. Like, oh yeah, we man, listen, we go get y'all so much game this season. Like you I go, didn't even tell him about 40 days. We, oh man, I won't even talk about that now. We'll get him. Before we get out of here, we'll go tell him everything we got going on. But damn, you will. You, we going to get y'all so. You need to come to each episode every week with a notepad. Real shit. Open we'll ears. We'll give you some free, good game. You know what I'm saying? Um, So it, it will still give you some of the fuckery. Um, cause we know y'all like that shit. And there's a lot going even on. Even with that, it's gonna be a perspective on that. So this is how we go kick shit off. So we go we go transition back to I say podcast and weigh in on the topics. Now, as you know, we have our first signee to the I say podcast network, the real fantasy podcast. Shout, Shout out, out to, to the them. ladies. So what we go do, we go hit some of the topics they discussed on their episode from our point of view. Because they episode is go drop when y'all hear this, it's go drop on Friday. They dropping tomorrow, so we dropping Friday, so you'll get the perspectives back to back. So let me get into a, uh, one of the topics. Now this one wasn't one that they discussed, but so my brother was talking to me about it, and um, me, Merv, and uh, who, who who else we was talking about that with? I don't remember, but <clears throat> I just mentioned uh, the Lucci thing. So, as you guys know, uh, YFN Lucci allegedly was arrested. Well, he turned himself in. There was a warrant for him for uh, murder. You know, so the story that came out was that uh, a chick in the neighborhood saw him driving down the street, and they dumped the dude out of the car in the dude that they ducked out of the car, apparently it was a shootout or some shit that happened. Um, and he ended up getting hit. So that's their mans that they just kind of dumped them out. So I was telling my brother, like, we was, we was talking about that. He was like, man, when you go to situations like that, you always prepare for, hey, this is a possibility of what could happen. I get it. You know what I'm saying? And two things I got to say about this. I ain't judging the situation from that aspect of whatever decision he made because that's not for me to judge that. I just want to understand why do we continually seem as a people, we get into a space where when we reach a certain level, the smallest thing will allow it to set us back and undo everything that we done done. We'll just crash out at the drop of a hat like why you think that happened like lucha the the money maker like why would he even you know what i'm saying uh that's a very insightful question i mean the why is as simple as this like i feel like very few um of us get an opportunity to just wherever our situations have us uh being black in america very few of us get a chance to just stop, pause, and just breathe and, and decompress. So, like, that same pressure 
that was in your chest growing up from zero to eight to that pressure from, you know, nine to 16 to, you know, being an adult to all of that pressure, all of that, that insulation of anger, like it, it insulates. So even when you're successful, um, and you have that weight on you and now you have more anger and more pressure and you also have more power. So, you know, in turn with, with a head nod, as opposed to an action that you, you know, may physically have to go, you can, you can control life and death within the power of your tongue, literally. So but, I think when why, you have that why? much pressure on you, it's so much easier to just, it's, I feel like this, being black as America, in America is like standing in a bathtub full of gasoline. And all of these situations in America set us up like we're set up as a race that whether you know how to communicate effectively or not, when it comes to conflict, very few people keep that same level of communication, pride, temper, anger, frustration, those things come through. We're, we're, we as a people, we don't, we don't communicate that effectively. Even when it's, when it's crash out times, like, you don't, you know, like you look at your man's a lot of times he don't communicate to you. Yo, this nigga, like I'm about to crash out. You see it in his eyes. You hear it in their voice. You understand like, yo, you know, you already just in, intuitively picked that up. But when you, I feel like being black in America, there's so many situations that are just lighting the match. But when you already s sitting in a fucking tub of gasoline, it's so much easier to explode and be something bigger than what it had to be. And I don't say that to say that any other culture's life is not hard, right, or or not. But I mean, just systematically, and and you know, I, I don't I don't want to get on a high horse or preach or get too long winded, but yeah, systematically, we're answer? not. The we're answer is the answer. the answer is systematically we're set up in a position to fail. And I'm just the system. The system is if one thing happens. It's so fucking easy for everything to literally blow up being black. Like, all it takes is one moment. It just, and it takes an objective person to take a step back, breathe, and look at everything around you, and just as opposed to reacting to a situation, have a plan on how you are going to respond to a situation, you know? Well, let me tell you my thoughts on it. I definitely respect it. Um, I look at it like this, man. I don't think all the time it's like we say we set up to fail. You know, I think that if we were set up to fail, we we would have already failed. The fact that we still have an opportunity to succeed, we're not set up to fail. We're here. So I look at it from a standpoint like this. Well, when you say we, who do you, who are you referring to? It, it, when you said the black race. Black men. Yeah, I don't look at it like we set up to fail because I look at it like this too. Like, I used to look at shit, man. One time a homeboy got shot and I was supposed to, he came through the hood on his way to where he was going and I didn't go. I was like, I'm standing in the hood and then go and he got shot. So I used to reason like, damn, I wish I would have been there that night. Now where I'm at in life, I'm like, damn, I'm glad I wasn't with that nigga that night. 
Because I was the type of nigga, and I'm still the type of nigga. Anybody I'm close to, I'm going to crash out behind them. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to allow what? you to hurt somebody I'm close to. What I, what? I would have died. I feel what you're saying for that, but what I'm saying was set up to fail. I'm saying, like, when you come from a background that just numbers in our community, we have a very poor economic development system as African-Americans. The school systems that the bulk of the African-American, every single state, like the lowest amount of revenue that's sent to schools is, is going to these schools that are populated primarily black kids, like the school system, the library, the resources. That's what I mean, like, and these institutions that are supposed to set you up to be everything you can be in the American dream, right? They are at that level, at an institutional level. They're they're failing. But they're failing the key us. Keyword institution. Institution <sighs> is something that people look at where it's a controlled space where you're being fed information. If you think outside of the institution, well, you can't well, be in a box. Well, what I'm saying, an institution like an institution is because most people they send their kids to school through high school outside of the pandemic or going home. That's, that's institution. But what I'm saying is the same resources that one person may have are supposed to get from that I could dig it. are completely adverse. And that's, it's a clear, it's a clear variation. Regardless, I get what you're saying. You have the tools you're supposed to be able to get it yourself. I get that. But what I'm saying is this as clear as day is it's much harder to do that. And even if you look in the penal system and, and you know this to be a fact as well, if you get a list of African American men with the exact same charge as their European American counterparts, the amount of time that they get, it's this is it's 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 these are hard numbers. It's like it's it's a disparity and that's what I mean. I don't I don't say that to say that we can't overcome it or we haven't, but these are just noticeable roadblocks and speed blocks. Like we can have a president and I, again, it's not a knock on anybody, but we, you can't, Barack Obama couldn't have been president and had, you know, DUIs that he had expunged or, or felonies that, you know, he knowing people to get that cleared to still have the opportunity to be president of the United States of America. It was a higher level of standard and responsibility for that. I mean, it's just, that's what I mean when I say it's different because it's the playing field. You know, the cars are, we get, a, we got to make the best of the hand you get, but you get it. You get a shitty hand. You know. You get a shitty hand. That's what I'm saying about that. Um. So in a nutshell, my answer for Lucha would be, man, I feel like, um, you tell me if I'm wrong, Anderson. I feel like, man, sometimes you say you had that split second to make a decision. You do. I think that split second of making a decision when you're in a situation where this is. Cultural men constantly, this is what I rap about. Damn, if I let this nigga down do this, that's going to mess up my brand and what I rap about. So that's the decision. Like, do I crash out on this, keep it real for the people to hold up my brand, or how do I handle it? You know what I'm saying? Because we all been in situations where it's like, man, fuck this. I don't... I know this ain't right, but I can't let my folks down. What, I mean? And what I was saying is, you're right. We have to make a split decision. But what I was saying, take a step back. I just mean in the midst of like this ongoing cycle of things that life throws at you, right? Very few of us just take a moment from like all of this shit, you know, like everything. Stop, unplug, and like just even for like five minutes to just try to recenter yourself. Like a lot of people miss that opportunity as opposed to saying like a split second before, but like, 
the best thing from what I was referring to that you can get is like if this situation arises, right? Like I know my goal at the end of the day is to not be a killer. How can I go into this situation where this conflict may be here, not kill anyone, but of course, above all, not get myself killed and have a moment right there. Like, so that your mind is trained in the sense that if you went into this and you didn't want to kill somebody, you should be able to say mentally, I, I tried to explore every option in my mind where I could avoid that and not kill anyone and not get killed. Even if that means swallowing your pride. Not even being there in the first place. You know? And, yeah. you know, Gip, Gip alluded to this, man, and we talked about this. Like, it, it's, you have to know. And, like, so many rappers, like, everybody, well, I won't say everybody, but a lot of artists that didn't talk about dope in their music, Everybody knew that they they fucking so dope, like they knew that that was a part of their background, or the people behind the people behind the people were those people. You know what I'm saying? But bro, this shit, Gift said it like you, you right gotta now. know, like you have to be aware when you talk about all of this street shit. You talk about all of these guns. You talk about all of this smoke. It is going to be a point where people are gonna see you, and like like he said, like with his example, he was like. When, when you know there was a situation where, where basically words were just misconstrued and I think it was like a beef, you know, a potential beef with somebody between them and no limit. You know what I'm saying? In those days, right, you don't have Instagram, social media, so y'all not going back and forth immediately, you know, on some platform. And the second thing is y'all all getting money. You might not even run into these people for like 90 days. So after 90 days, you've had a chance to reflect, be cool. So when you see this person, you're just like, hey, you know, what's up, bro? What's going on? And just have a adult conversation as opposed to that initial reaction, that initial anger. And, you know, it's just like, Gip, the way he, he put it, it was so eloquent, man. He, he, he was just like, his principles behind not rapping about shit like that was like, don't you understand what you, you, you got kids, right? Don't you understand? You got kids. You don't even want to rap about something that could put you in a position where somebody wants to do something to you and can remotely jeopardize your kids or remotely jeopardize your wife or remotely jeopardize anybody you love based on the fact that you not understanding the power of, of, the, of the words in your tongue. You should be creative enough. You should be dope enough that you should be able to say something else. Even if it's around the same subject matter, it's fucking called a metaphor, bro. <laughs> it's a simile, you know? So um, I thought it was well put, and I don't think, I don't, I mean, I can't speak on anybody's situation, and I've never been very judgmental. But you have to understand what comes with it. Like, like don't drink and then be like, oh, shit, I got cirrhosis of the liver. I, I hate this happen. Not saying you deserve it, but, you know, don't act like this is something that does not happen. You know, the people, if you don't if you don't quit, you know what I'm saying? Same as the street shit. Yeah. It's only one way it's going to go, you know? Yeah, you do. You I gotta. mean, people who smoke three packs a day. You, every, everybody's heard of that one person, man. Like, I think I think my grand uncle stay alive because he smokes cigarettes. He If he stopped now, he would die. He 102, he's still smoking. But most people, they, you know, 
it, it fucks up their lungs, you know, it fucks up their body parts so they can't function and do it. So just understand, you know, I'm not judging you, but understand, like, this is where that shit go. And it's much more serious and grave, you know, with, with the power of your tongue than any of these other drugs, you know what we're talking about. Have understanding of self and also have understanding of the people around you. And what I say by that, you just gotta, you just gotta make sure that <clears throat> everybody under the same accord because there's no way that man should have, even if he was driving, there ain't no way that shit should have been happening. Like, when shit opened back up fully, like, man, I'm going to show y'all niggas how to move. You can't move like that. And the niggas that you go see me that I start moving with, like, these niggas I've been knowing my whole life, I grew up with. And even them niggas, they not... It ain't, I'm never going to put them in a situation where they got to crash out. They understand we way past that and we on some other shit. But they ain't going to let you do shit to me either. And it's an understanding like, yo, like, you know, we, we got to make sure we, we look out. Like, bro, go, he, I, they know I'm a, when I get it, they know the, it's on the fam. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's real shit. So just make sure you put your people in positions, man, where you ain't even got to face stuff like that don't even you know talk about it really because that's when niggas in it and if you the shit you portray man or living and talking about hey i get it ain't nothing wrong with it but shit sometimes come with some extra man when it comes you gotta deal with it as a man but don't bring it to yourself and, and we've said this example and this is one of the easiest simplest examples man in hip-hop currency Right. Bro, that man does not have any problems at his nope. shows. Where's Khalifa? The, <laughs> the energy that these people get from their shows, what people come to do. What's the name of little buddy? We was laughing about it, like you know, we were saying like pimping it. It's not on him; it's in him. You know, what I'm talking about. He do them uh, songs and it's number just you know just Mac talk. He's just, oh, I said he was I a new sugar name. freak man. His name slipped about. me, but bam, just the energy that you put out like. I don't know what these gentlemen have done and the, they pass in the streets, but what they what they talk about is nothing but a specific, not even a specific subject matter, but it's a vibe and what it, it all does not have one thing. It it does not have yo who 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 want to die, who ready to get killed. I'm ready to kill. I, I, you know, it doesn't have any of that. And the shit hard. And the shit is fucking hard. Shit, gas, yeah, man. If you can't be more creative than to say you're gonna shoot somebody and slap somebody, you might not really be a fully evolved artist yet. That's where I'm kind of at. Yeah, man. So, hey, we gave y'all a lot of good game. What we about to get into now, we about to weigh in on the topics from the real fantasy podcast. So, first topic. Can a parent really stop another parent from seeing their child, or is that an excuse that deadbeats use? Uh, I think I've not. Nah, no, women can stop uh, from the like parents to from seeing their kids. It 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 does happen, um, especially if it's someone who's not aware of, you know, what a lawyer and their rights are, what they can or cannot do. You know, um, I know someone very, very in my family, very, very near to me. Um, but his son uh, thought for a long time that 
he didn't want anything to do with him because that's what the mother was feeding to him, that his dad didn't give a fuck. His father put himself on child support so that he could at least provide for this child that he never got to see, never communicated with. And when he did pick up the phone, um, he would tell me, like, his son would say something like, you know, why are you calling? You don't love me. Click. Or why didn't you call? Click. Because for all of this time, she's told him that. So not only, you know, and from a child, especially a child to his mother, that information that, you know, that that mom implants into you, that's like, that's your holy grail. You know, that's that's what you believe to be right. That's the person that you don't think is going to lead you or guide you in the wrong direction is mom. So uh, that happened. Um, People who are just, you know, I've heard situations where, you know, women are just, you know, spiteful. Like, if you're not going to be with me, I don't want my child around someone else. So if you're going to be around or with someone else, I don't want you to see my child. Or if my child is not going to be around any of that, you know. Um, and that can be something that inhibits you from seeing your child. Um, so the answer to that is yes. Now, am I going to sit here and say there aren't any deadbeat fathers, Jesus? No, as a, we all know it's a whole lot of fuck-ass shit going on. Sorry people do sorry shit. So, no, I'm not saying that. But, yes, it is absolutely <laughs> a possibility that a woman can deny a man rights to see a child. And, you know, when the police are involved and, and it's a child, real shit, whether it's right or wrong, I mean, they're going to defer. The laws are going to defer to that mom before the dad. So, yeah, that shit happen. It yeah. can happen. It sucks. I don't think women should do that, though. I think women are who do that, they have a, I'm going to say some shit, man, I heard my uncle say one time to my cousin. And I get it now. He had said that to him. She won't let me see my son. He said, will you allow her to stop you from breathing? And he was just like, man, he we kind of walked off like that. He just talked crazy. But what he was saying, you ain't gonna let nobody just stop you from from breathing. So you still gonna fight for that shit. So fight for it till you can't fight for it no more. That's what I would say. I I knew niggas who there was this nigga I knew, man. He would do shit like this. Like it would be like once a month, his baby mama loved to like travel and shit. And she was an excellent mom. She would she ain't give a fuck. She take the baby with her, whatever she was doing. The baby went. Um, it wasn't no ratchet shit. It was always some classy shit she was doing. So this nigga would wait till she, he knew they was going out of town. This nigga hit her like, I want to see, you know, the kid. See, like, you know we out of town. This nigga would go and post shit like, can't never see my kid. This bitch makes shit difficult. The nigga didn't want to see his kid. What he wanted was a pity party and attention. You know what I'm saying? Um, because if he wanted to see his kid, he knew their itinerary. He knew their routine. He would make time. So just well, I mean, yeah, I was you know. I, that. I don't think that applies to everybody though. But there nah. are situations yeah. where, yeah, you know, people. I mean, yeah. you know, just make sure just it's genuine. Cap. Yeah, don't be on that. I mean, the I legal the legal kid. system can, um, especially if there's states in between you, the legal system can move very very slow while yeah. you're still paying, you know, you know, child support like clockwork. So, oh yeah, I get it. That's why I said, no matter the circumstance, you keep fighting. TK fight no more. 
You know what I'm saying? At least you can look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I tried. But why are you fighting? A woman can say, yeah, I stopped that nigga from saying this. I stopped that nigga from saying this since kid. So. That's all her. She gonna have to deal with that shit. Um, the next one we had was, uh, has being toxic been normalized? Yes, I really think it has. I think, man, Jesus. Um, I heard somebody say, like, they don't want a relationship if it ain't toxic. I seen a chick post that the other day, actually. And then my question would be, yeah. though, I need to understand a little more. What What's the definition of toxic? What? I saw, um, I saw, I don't know if it was the same female that you saw, but when they asked her, she was like, you know, um, I might, I want a man that basically makes me cry. Like, I wonder if, you know, he's, he's up to anything, if he's cheating on me, uh, going through, just like, you know, someone who invokes a high level of rage and passion she feels she she says she felt like someone like that she has so much more of a connection to so much more of a bond with than somebody that you know doesn't do any of those things a regular good guy she's less attracted to that and you know those times those pleasant sweet high high times that don't have that high level of drama don't create that emotional bond or attachment with her so Basically, her head was fucked up in the game, and I think a lot of people are. I mean, they, they expectation and understanding of what love is is a little fucked up. I'm guilty of that would from you a want man a perspective. Woman? Yeah, like what what would you consider? What would you consider? Would you consider yourself toxic? I I've I think I have toxic traits. Okay. Um, I've I've self assessed that, so. I don't think I'm I'm toxic, but I do think I have toxic traits, and I know I kind of I learned that, so I'm working on that. You know, I know my triggers. I know the shit I need to do to not put myself in a situation to be toxic. So, and the simplest way to do that is just stay the fuck out the way. So, um, I think they normalizing this shit though. I mean, everything. I mean, every generation, right? There was a time that. Liquor commercials were like you—you you couldn't do them. There were laws. You couldn't have like you couldn't have commercials about liquor. You could only have billboards. You know, like the times they are changing. The amount of vulgarity. You know, PG thirteen and in eighty five versus PG thirteen and 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 twenty twenty right. is completely different. You know, shows that are on regular TV have more curse than just you know like hey I I thought they would bleep this out, right? But oh, they just said damn. Oh, they just said shit. Oh, they just said bitch. You know, so the music, you know, that you hear, the um, the material that's saturated on, on, you know, entertainment, it all normalizes these things. Like, hearing about, it used to be a time where hearing about certain things were like, if you listen to Two Live Crew, now people be like, oh, they just really just talking, they ain't saying shit. But as opposed to, you know, back when they were coming out in, you know, 80s, 90s, right, we that shit was like, it was like the wildest. Like they yeah. literally got their music banned. That yeah. shit was getting pulled off the shelf for the shit yeah. they were saying. And they were just saying, hey, we want some pussy. Yeah. You know, so <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, said they were just saying, hey, hey, we want, hey, some, we want pussy. some pussy, you know, and just hollering it out as loud. Most do. So 
the times are changing, but you know, if you don't have somebody to tell you, hey man, this is real, this is not real, you know. And I, and and the only other thing I can say, I don't I don't even remember. It was it was, you know, shout out to uh Jasmine Sullivan. It was a it was an interlude on her album, The Hotel. It's it's good, man. But what the what it did is it got a lot of perspectives from a lot of different women, and and one woman's perspective on there was just like you know I think it's a shame that a man won't necessarily see any value in my mind or worth in my perspective, but he sees value in you know my titties, my ass, what this pussy do. Like, cause if, if you know, if he don't want anything else, I know a man wants this from me. And she was just basically saying that it's a shame that some, you know, I don't. She didn't even, in her perspective, allude to men even having the ability to see her for anything more than that. So that's why she leverages what she does leverage and and her path to you know to to life. So I thought that was powerful, man. A lot of women don't. They don't even. They're so. It's so normalized. They don't see. They don't see a worth, first of all, and a man who, and I won't say every woman, I don't want to say this because a lot of women are raised differently, but it's, it was normal to see the value in somebody who was a hardworking good man versus somebody who was not a good person who had a lot of money. There was a value, an intrinsic value in this good person, those characteristics. Those characteristics don't, in our society, don't have a value. Like, there's no monetary value for being just like a good-hearted nigga. It's like, you got money, you got, we're going to have fun, you know, we're going to do this, I want to do this, I need to do this. And, you know, yeah, I'll put this pussy on you, yeah, we're going to do, you know. These things are normal. People, head used to be a taboo. Remember, there was a time when people said black women don't give head. Remember that? (laughs) I remember these days. Comedians would joke about it. Like, they would joke and say, this is why white women are, are fucking all of the black men, because you bitches aren't giving head. And these 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 times are gone. This is this is just a norm now. So that's why I say. That nigga went all the way around the world. No, I just went and articulated it seven times. Uh, Same way you do. I don't feel like, man, that, that it, it should be normalized. I think people are just going with whatever a fad is, man. Like it's cool to say it because I've asked people, hey, what is toxic? I even asked one chick who said she's toxic. What is it? Um, well, you know, like I, I, I act crazy. That's not toxic. That's cra- You're crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like when I think of something toxic, I think of something like, I think of like waste. You know what I'm saying? Something that's just disgusting, you know, um, and I, I'm. I, Everybody toxic just, can't articulate they toxic. That's a good boy. That's a bar. That's good. Yeah, you see that? Thank you, sir. <laughs> you got a ball. That, yeah. Everybody toxic can't articulate their toxic. You right. know what I'm saying? So I can dig it. Maybe that's why they could tell me. Maybe, I mean, right. Like when she was saying, I'm being crazy, like maybe she knows, or, and I don't know her, but I'm just saying, if, if she's saying, I can fuck up a good thing by doing some dumb shit. Or spasm for no good reason and fucking up a good thing because I'm thinking about some shit that is not beneficial to me overall or is not my well being. That's toxic. It's toxic as fuck. And nigga, like you said, y'all women who they they be like, yo, woman crying over me and shit, you know, on young nigga shit back in the day. 
Yeah, that's cool. Oh, hey, I, she was crying. She was, but, man, as you get grown, man, that shit ain't cool. You got a weapon. Because you crying over this woman, or you got this woman crying over you, you know what I'm saying? Because you feel like, oh, okay, like, she she too in, into me, and she ain't going nowhere. Okay. Then when she gone, you know, now you crying. Yeah. <laughs> and she, you know you want her back But you had the opportunity But a lot of niggas get off on that Because they got their own insecurities So they like oh she just said to me I know most women ain't that into me Or I ain't secure myself So yeah she crying There you go That's right on, right on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we, we need to let y'all have it up with So mm-hmm. um, Hey does every woman want a does every woman or a man want a boss or do some prefer the worker? Uh what do you mean? Like in a relationship? Yeah. Oh yeah. What what's your uh yeah? Like some people want workers. Some people I don't want to say all people with money are controlling, mm-hmm. but people who have money who have people around them who are contingent or dependent on that money, mm. a uh, that is a level of power, and that's the level of control. And it, some that, that those money exchanges come with expectations. Mm. Like I expect you to be here. I expect you to do this. I expect you to you know even if it's hey fuck me, or, fuck with me you know or be <laughs> here you know it, it comes with expectations. So. Some people, what I, I say that to say, you can be controlling enough that yeah, you don't want another, you don't want to have somebody in your life to be like, fuck, I don't need your money, or you know. Mm-hmm. And this is men or women, you know, and men can be, from what I hear in this regard, controlling as fuck, you know. Especially like I'm mean, like, no, I, I got, you know, and they they couldn't handle a woman who had her own bread. I hear a lot of successful women say that, like this nigga could not handle me. Because I got my own bro. I'm not dependent on his shit. You know, a lot of people kiss his ass for this or that or that. Or they'll accept this and I won't. And I think that goes both ways with some some women, you, you know. Challenge to a girl to a bankroll. Right, child. you know, and then, you know, <laughs> some women who are successful. I, I, I'm going to give ladies the benefit of the doubt. I really feel like it, it comes from when you're successful in, in business, you become more shrewd because you've dealt with so many sucker-ass niggas, so many people on bullshit, so many people that didn't treat you professionally. Like, it'll make you more shrewd. It'll make you more direct. Mm-hmm. And sometimes somebody, another a counterpart who has a boss's mentality may not understand that unless they had a background that allows them to understand that from a woman's perspective. But if they don't have that background, they're going to be like, man, she got a lot of money, man, but shit, she... She's a fucking bitch, you know. She's a she's a she's an asshole. She she just not cool, you know what I'm saying? But no, you don't know why she's not cool because you don't know the path that she's taking. So, uh, somebody with a worker mentality who's used to being shit on like that from a nine to five perspective all their life, a good woman who loves them who but who's a little shrewd and direct that might not even stroke them the wrong way. You feel me? So yeah. So I mean, it's just it's just what you like. People like what they like, you know. For me, I I need a uh, I need a worker who became a boss, but they know how to go back to being a worker. And what I mean by that is, they work hard, they boss themselves up. But if there's ever a need in in the role that they in where they got to go back and do some worker shit, they ain't got no problems with it. Getting their hands dirty and 
I don't want somebody well, who was the question. Do you want that? Or I thought the question yeah. was, does it exist? No, it's do you want it? Which do you prefer, oh. the boss or the worker? I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sitting here like, I didn't know shit, that at all. sound good, nigga. I guess this do humble you, but I'm not. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, <laughs> that's why I said I was just looking like, damn, this nigga, he really humble on that shit. Cool. Oh, all yeah, the workers get that all rain. You know I didn't know that. No, I was just I was giving perspectives on both sides of aware, yeah. but I mean, it's, shit. it's definitely nothing wrong with being a worker. Um, everybody yeah. can't be a boss but you should have a boss mentality always you you can have a boss mentality but for me when i look at that one like yeah that's my lady she she gotta work towards that and gotta become that and gotta just continue we gotta be able to move and have like a a, a similar vision of just an end goal of it's a partnership but the longer you go in a relationship, y'all go think like this nigga talking crazy. But hit me out. The longer you go in a relationship, it turns into a business. Real shit. Well, a lot of a lot of married people said that. It turns into that. a business. So, you know, um, make sure you got a strong business partner. Well, well, I'll say I was out. I like I like a boss, but I think. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga thought about it. No, answer, let me actually answer the question now. But I think a bo- a real boss inherently does what you said. Like like the CEO of Lowe's will go and actually lift. Who's that? Shout out. He's African American man. Shout out to him. Shout out, bro. But he'll actually go to stores and if his if it's lumber to be hauled, he'll he'll get down and he'll he'll actually do that as well, even okay. though he's the CEO. So I think, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I think, you know, their organization is so successful, you know, Fortune 500 company and all of that good jazz, you know, I'm not a Lowe's advocate or a sponsor, so that's not what we're here for. But I, I think those types of, yeah, it's super dope. But I think those types of characteristics are there. So I think what you said you were looking for is, you know, spot on with that. But yeah, I, I, I won't. About being a boss is is a lot more to me about a mindset than assets. So I really want somebody who is you know humble, but at the same time is not beyond the capacity to to step up in a level of financial awareness and leadership to make a good move. I think that's super dope. Right. Um, last one that we're wearing on from them, and then we'll get ready to close this thing out with a a, a few more uh, free falls or one more free fall. But uh, what are some signs of being insecure? Um, I think simply always finding insecurities in other people. You know what I mean? Like, I can always point out this person got this fault. This person doing all this wrong. Maybe you trying to look at what insecurity they got in them that you got in yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that's just how I look at it. Uh, that was super dope. I'm going to take it back to just, you know, good old season one. <laughs> I, I say podcast. Like, you can see insecurity when people just do a whole bunch of just bitch-ass shit. <laughs> like, when you doing some shit that you know that's just outlandishly, <laughs> cl- painfully crystal clear. Like, nigga, you know you a hoe for that. Yeah, out of practice. That comes back to me. That's, a, that's an insecurity. Yeah. Like, that's the best. I don't have to, you know, I'll let... Uh, William here just use all of the profound articulations for this show. But doing bitch-ass shit shows you insecure as fuck. I got to ask you about that because 
That's funny you said that, man. My nephew was telling me about this shit. He was like, man, nigga down, nigga had did some lame ass shit. And I was like, asking like what the nigga had did. So what the nigga did was he they they went down somewhere and shit. So the nigga had to get like a haircut. So he dropped him off. Now they driving they he driving my nephew in his car, but my nephew go to get him a haircut. So his homeboy, he like, he ain't need to get a haircut. He like, bro, I ain't gonna have you just sit here in the car. Just take the whip, you know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna hit you up when it's time to come back. Take the keys to my car. Yeah, like, mm. I'm gonna hit you when it's time to Sounds come Sounds like a me. setup for failure. So, wait, though. Mm-hmm. So, nigga, everything was cool. Nigga, damn, came, came and got him and shit. But when the nigga came and got him, he had, like, one of his homeboys in his car. Mm. And when my nephew walked up to his shit, like he just go let his, let his homeboy keep driving, but his homeboy didn't get up and voluntarily say I'm getting in the back. He's standing there at the door, and the nigga looking up at him like, "Motherfucker, what is he doing?" So they had words and about to get into it, and he was saying like. Your homeboy did some lame ass shit because he should have told him. He was like, he when he pulled told him his up. His homeboy get in the back. No, he said when he pulled up, buddy should have already been in the back. <laughs> but That's a breakdown in communication. Yeah, nah, but who, nigga, I ain't finna ride around with no nigga. I'm sitting in the back unless a, it's an Uber. Like, I'm not finna. That's how you say, hey, man, let's go to the store. And you tell me to get in the back. Nah, I mean, but. I'm not riding in the back. I I just again I wouldn't be in a situation I wouldn't take somebody's car and go pick up a, a guy or anyone but you know if I did <laughs> let's say I was the type of person and again this is this is this is why this I don't be this is, this is this is what the I say podcast does this will have me talking about this shit that I would never be in this situation so I'm gonna talk about this shit though if I'm if I'm the friend. Um, and I go pick you up. You my man. <laughs> I would be like, "Yo, <laughs> this is what I would do <laughs> if I did this. If I was the type of person to do this, this type of shenanigan. If I did this shit, oh, I'd be like, "Yo, I'm shit. finna go pick my man up. This his whip. So he, I know this nigga go. I know this nigga want to get in the front of his own whip. He's not gonna get in the back. I would, I would say that. Damn, I would say that because." I would be like, what the fuck as well? Like, first of all, you didn't picked up somebody in the whip. So that would, you know, again, that's why it wouldn't have been me. I That wouldn't have been I would have just played it. I wouldn't, when I pulled up, I would have just got out the driver's seat and got in the passenger side. So that nigga, I'd be like, hey, bro, out the back. So he know, get in the back, that would have just cut down everything. Play the smooth, but instead of me having a damn show, but he wanted to keep dri- he wanted to keep driving. Yeah, like I'll, I'll I'm driving. Push, like nah, nigga, like hey, y'all niggas got all right. So so what do you what do you do? All right, I I picked you up. Mm. I didn't get out of the car and play that situation off. Now, uh, my homeboy, it's his car, and now he looking like I I want to get the for well, now. How are you playing it? I'm your homeboy who you, you picked up. Yep. I'm sitting in the passenger. Yeah. That's his joint. I, I can't do nothing but respect. Ain't my car. I'm already a scrub on the passenger <laughs> side. So <laughs> what what will 
what will me sitting in the back diminish further? I'm already on the passenger side. So, but the other dude did what to get the back, so he had words. No, he didn't. He didn't understand, so he looking up, and then like my he nephew, didn't know that that wasn't his car. My my nephew didn't communicate it. He probably. didn't say that this was. He, when he, he, he didn't know like, that that wasn't his car. Yeah, like motherfucker, get out. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so he looking like, yo, this nigga is tripping. So damn, but that's what I was telling him. I'm like, bro, you just gotta communicate. Like, that was no lame ass shit. Like, you just, I don't know. Like, you shouldn't have, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have lost it like that. You know what I'm saying? And then I thought back, like, with yeah, 27, would have, would I lost, lost it? it? Yeah, I probably, I probably would have left both of them niggas there, actually. Like, both of y'all get out. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to dip y'all out. Cause you come up here tripping first off. Why you go pick him up? You got my gas low. Now both of y'all figure it out, you know what I'm saying? But nah, it's growth, man. You know, <laughs> nah, like we just gotta look at it differently. But um, before we get out of here, a lot of people been asking about what do y'all think? We was waiting for y'all to come back to tell us what y'all think about Capitol Hill, um, nigga. That wasn't our fight. Um, we just really don't need to pay any <laughs> attention to that. It's like. It's like just being oblivious. Like if you were out in public and you saw a group of white white people fighting, are you gonna stop and engage? Break them up. Yeah, like what you gonna do? I'm gonna keep walking. If I saw a group of black men fighting, I wouldn't probably try to break that up. Hey, brothers, brothers, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the king. That sounds like the nigga who get hit in the head. Like this, who the fuck is this bark? You know what I'm saying? Nigga might jump me. But you'll but be no. more inclined, maybe, to help the black men settle it down and the white folks? Or you you be more inclined to help the white folks? No, it's down. not about inclination. It's not about inclination for me at all. But for two separate reasons, I wouldn't jump in with these, one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> A group of niggas that I don't know. I don't know neither group of these niggas. And they fighting. Why the fuck am I finna get in between this shit in this day and age, yeah, bro? That's, right. that's logically stupid. Yeah, I if I told anybody... Yeah, I'm telling the story. Yeah, it is. So yeah. you be like, what happened to you, nigga? Yeah. Like, <laughs> right, like, right, like, right. Like, like, let's say I got, let's say, <laughs> let's say I got, I didn't even get shot. I could say I got shot. Let's just yeah. say I got two black eyes. Nigga, what the fuck happened to you? Hey. Man, I saw, man, it was 12 brothers, man. Young Kings, man. I tried to <laughs> let <laughs> It was 12 young Kings, man. I tried to get between these brothers. <laughs> And I just wanted to let them know, man, look, y'all are kings. Y'all don't, <laughs> y'all don't have to do this. <laughs> y'all need to conduct yourself better than this. This is what the white man wants. And next thing you know, kings all them goofy niggas, they stop. All the kings stop fighting each other, so I, I, I accomplished one goal. But then the brothers just want to fight my ass. You know what I'm saying? Hey, but you, you created a diversion. You know, so mission accomplished. Nigga, I ain't breaking my bones to divert some niggas from fighting each other. That's that Pac mentality. You remember Pac So said, you're saying you're going to intervene? No, but I'm just saying <laughs> no, no, congratulations no, no. to you. Pac said we fight amongst each other, but we'll burn this bitch down. You get us pissed, so you prove that theory. You got them mad. They forgot, like, oh, we beefing. Let's get on his ass. But, no. If I saw a group of white folks out, not getting involved in that shit. Absolutely that's the not. Same but if you saw a group of black people, that's the question. I'm probably not going to get involved. <laughs> and let me tell you why, man. Because I'm out the way. Way out the way. Like, 
Yeah, I, if it ain't got nothing to do with me or a family member or something, you don't know, know none of these niggas. Neither group of no, niggas. You I ain't don't. getting in. Yeah, you ain't getting. You ain't no probably not. That's a hundred percent chance right, you won't. Right. I don't know that. I, but I was thinking of different variables. But you had just said niggas. I was thinking like, what if they like trying to do something to a woman or if, no? You know what I'm saying? No, so, it's yeah. just a group of nah, men. Fuck no. Men fighting each other. Don't know yeah. each other. And that that capital shit is now. Let me ask you this. Now let me ask you this. Now if it's a group of six white boys and six black boys fighting, <laughs> and you walk up, what are you doing? What are you doing now? Now that's the real question. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about that other shit? I'm not there. I'm not going. What's the situation? No, you don't know the situation. All you see is six white boys and six black boys fighting. You don't know nothing. You don't know nobody. What are you doing? <laughs> Look at this nigga. He said, "Damn." Nah, man. Like, even I'm out the way. I'm still out you the way. You see how that nigga had to think about that? I'm that out nigga, the way. Yo, but yo, that's an instinct. Now his first instinct is gonna be yeah. like, nah, "I'm gonna go ahead and swing on somebody." Yeah, I'm gonna have to. Be Time, out I the think way. he's gonna hit you. Yeah, I, I gotta be out the way because this gotta be a bigger picture. But damn, no, you just you had to think about it too long because in that right. moment, in the moment, and yeah. you see it. I need to think know. about it now because if I face that moment, then I, I, I already thought about this. These motherfuckers tripping. Maybe damn, I. And in my mind, I'm gonna be thinking the white boy said nigga or something, but it could be that the black dude tried to holler at the white boy girlfriend or something. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm crashing out, hopping out. I don't even know what the hell going on. So, man, the weirdest shit happened to me. Shit. Well, it ain't that big deal, man. It was just like it was just awkward. Like I was at Lowe's (laughs) and uh, I was returning my cart as I do after having a fantastic Lowe's shopping experience, and this white woman was with her. A dude, and they were like holding hands, so it looked like they were together. Black dude, white, okay, white, white woman, white man, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll just go ahead and take that cart." I was like, "No problem." She was like, "Your hair is just absolutely beautiful, by the way. I have never seen hair like that." And I was like, "Thank you," and she just smiled, and I, like, she gave the vibes of flirting. So I, I, lo- I looked at the guy, and he. He has the look. You know how even a man who's being cool, the look he had like, I don't like you talking to my wife kind of vibe. Like, That's what, what he fuck? had? No. He had a completely <laughs> open, this is like, this is a great conversation. I, like, just smiling. So, Bro, you know this is a high area for swingers. That's what I was thinking. I think I got, got I think I got, I think, uh, I think they were trying to swing on me. Yeah. Especially when you said it was a white couple. Yeah. That's the new thing too. They they be trying to recruit. And she had a fat ass. Yeah, they be trying to recruit recruit black men. Hey, y'all be careful, man. Be, be careful, then you'll be fucking white women Ooh. with big asses and big titties and a lot of money, and don't want anything but random passionate sex. Be on the lookout, black man. Stay away. Right. <laughs> Please stay away. Yeah. Um, don't don't fall victim. You know, we, we care about you. I mean, yeah. You. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So you know, shout out to shout out to all the men who you know recognize they love white women and stay out of the way of them. You know, <laughs> we ain't gonna say no names, but you know, bosses like white women too. <laughs> oh hell no! See, this nigga come back on. This 
nigga really flash back to that old I say shit. This nigga really got me. I, I just realized what the nigga was saying. I was caught up in the sound effects. Hell no. <laughs> We gonna edit this shit up. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Round of applause. Yeah, we back, bitch. Yeah, bitch. So, man, you be always be leaving off my. I'm gonna just have to just take the narrating wheel when I have topics, man. You just be dropping my shit off at the curb. Yeah. Man, I had a bunch. You don't have time now. Uh, you was talking about news. Which no, I got what? topics too. I had, I had news. I had news. The segue in the topics, and I had topics. No, I'm sorry. You. you said you were going to email or send me your topics. I did. And didn't send I was me in shit. The middle of something. I'm right. Sorry. Um. So, what you want to leave the people with this week, Anderson? What's What's the takeaway that you want people to to hold down until we meet again next week? Uh. There's, uh, as the expression goes, man, there's six different ways to Sunday, you know. Mm-hmm. Is had a, a rather divine, peaceful, tranquil point of enlightenment. And I just kept running my motherfucking hard-ass head through brick walls. <laughs> but the end game is, you know what, brother, as long as you get there, you know. That's it. Get there. That's it. So that'll be the, that'll be the nugget I nugget I drop up on your block the rest mm-hmm. of it we'll talk about later you know we said we we're going to talk about 40 nights we clearly didn't do that either but we'll ahead, do that oh, we'll do tell that another time it's 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 time bro. okay we'll, so we'll leave them tantalized and uh if you want to know what 40 days and 40 nights are go ahead and you know reach out shoot yeah. us a message and i say podcast send it to uh at dj rain music you know we'll, we'll if you want to know we'll put you in the know Put you if you're note. not already in the know. Otherwise, we'll talk about it another time. Hey. So what I want y'all to do and think about until next week, man, a best practice to keep yourself motivated. Start at the beginning of the week. Everybody got your cell phone. Go into the notes section and put down your goals for the week. Check them off as you get to them. When you get to the end of the week, if you didn't accomplish a goal, don't scratch it. Make it your goal the next week to put it on that list. And complete that list. That means every week you make yourself go harder. And you're not even realizing it. It's, but no. you're doing it. So that's something that... Um, Visual board. Yeah, a best practice I started, man. I put my my week together. These are the, these are the things that minimum I'm going to get done. And if I don't get something done, I put it on the next week. So I know, boy, I got to go harder this week because I, I ain't uh, get everything done. Uh, so. Shit. Willie is really getting profound and enlightened on this uh, season. We're going to start off. So for me, I'm going to do the exact opposite. (laughs) Let's say, you know, let's say those people who, you know, you aren't working at home. You still, you were commuting. You still got to commute and you want to save time. The time you were using to play with yourself. (laughs) Ladies, the time you were just, you know, playing with your roses. You know what they are. You know, guys just playing with yourself. (laughs) Stop doing that and just dedicate that time towards doing some shit. Yeah. Just just hold on. Don't do it. Uh, Don't open up that website. Right. Don't pull up that vid in your phone. Just go do some shit. Just just save that porn time and that, that jack off time and put that somewhere else. That's gonna be exponential. You can we'll be like, damn, I did I, I did all of this shit in the time I would have been jacking my dick after you look about after about a week or two. 
same same theory. Keep your goals, write your goals down, have a mental staple to make sure these are tangible goals you want to reach. But just cut out that that masturbation time and put that somewhere else. That's what we go call the podcast. Fuck. Minimize masturbation time. <laughs> Minimize the fuck. Oh, we got it. Hey, we're back. We're happy to be back. Hey, keep feeding us topics. Make sure you send us info. Oh, so you're doing the closing out of the season. That's how we nah, rolling No, nah, no, I'm just letting them know, too, about the network. You closing it down. But I'm just telling them, hey, man, let's have a conversation if you're trying to be a part of some creative shit. You know, we um all positive energy. We got the vibe for you. We got the resources. Let's conversate about how we can sit down and make it work. Everybody got that vision, that goal, and we can make it lucrative. But we got to build it from the ground up. Brilliant. It's fantastic. All right, man. I say podcast at gmail.com is the email. We want you to reach out to us and send us topics, send us comments, send us feedback. You can send uh, music. We still, you know, we still, we were the first to do this thing with the music. So you can still send your music. Um, and, you know, it's all for the culture. So if we have a plat- platform for the culture, do that. So still send it to book. DJ Rain at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram. I say podcast, all one word. Uh, and now we're on Twitch. Yeah. So Twitch. you can search I say podcast network. Network. And uh, we'll be on Twitch and you can um, vibe with us and interact there, man. Shout out to the gym. Merv Bo, uh, William, also mm. known as Is the Real Truth, and uh, yours truly, Handy Dandy Andy. A stream hybrid. Go Anderson. get it. Go get the Soulful DGAC project. Stay tuned with everything we got going. Follow the podcast network. Uh, follow DJ Rain Music. Follow Is The Real Truth IG, Facebook. Follow us, man. Don't just follow. Engage. We have to engage. That's the key. Engage with us. You know, let us know what you like. We're going to let y'all know what we got going. Engage. Nigga, do I need to do another closing again? Nah, we good. Mm-hmm. So you, you just finish it out. You can say we'll see you. You, oh, you, re, we'll, we'll you see reclosed you. and we'll recapped the reclose. You didn't give them enough. Ah, I so gave them enough. To make sure they got it. Like we gotta promote ourselves. Nah, shit man, big. we promoted it. It's big. We shit gotta be big. pressed. They gonna know. It's big. Yeah. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs>